Greetings and salutations. It is the Clary Podcast. How the hell are you guys? The old Capmeister here recording a day earlier. Normally, I like to record in specific settings, a specific environment. Uh, but today's or this week's uh, schedule did not allow for it. The, the, the week, the schedule, the squeegle, the squeakle, the weekle. It says, uh, no, you, you got a little bit of time this afternoon on Thursday, even though the Clary Podcast is on Friday. It says, Thursday, you should go ahead and record now. And um, that's why I'm recording at least this segment. Tomorrow, the uh, audio quality may be slightly better. When I have my regular setup, my regular environment, but right now I'm in my basement, <clears throat> in the bedroom, with my laptop and the remote. We got the, we got the remote one. I don't know if you guys can tell the difference. Maybe you guys can tell the audio quality difference. Because um, I have my remote mic, I have my laptop, it's plugged in here. Uh, maybe you guys can figure that out. But uh, normally I have my Yeti mic, which has a uh, much much higher, much gooder audio quality. Uh, but we're here downstairs in the basement with my uh, remote mic and my laptop, and that's what we're going to do. reason we're doing that is because the GF has to work at home. I don't want to interrupt her. And I also have a buddy of mine uh, wrapping the aluminum. He's putting aluminum around the, uh, around the window sills. For those of you who happen to be interested in owning property, like, oh, I want to own property, let me let me tell you something right now. Immediately, immediately, or put it into the contract, put it into the purchase price, saying you're going to subtract this off my purchase price of your house. If it doesn't have siding, just get the siding. And if the windows are not wrapped, just get them wrapped in aluminum. Say, I want that, that wrapped in aluminum. I want the $2,000, $3,000 there. So you never have to paint ever again. Never, never. I um, had siding put on my house. That was a better investment than college, frankly. Um, so I never have to paint again. I tried painting once. I'm like, nope, this is bullshit. This is no, this is dumb. I don't even know why they even had like wood siding. It's like, no, let's put this plastic stuff up. Let's put the aluminum stuff up. I don't even know why. My house is pretty old. Uh, but there's no reason, there's no godly reason to have wood shingles, wood siding, uh, where you got to paint it every year. That's just the dumbest shit. That is the dumbest waste of time. So spend the money up front. Spend the fifteen grand. that's what it cost me, $15,000. In addition to the new water mains, we're already at $20,000. And Lord knows there's at least another $10,000 there. And people could say, Aaron, you could have rented cheaper. Yes, I probably could, but I own property in a place I really like. And soon I'll sell it, and I'm going to buy property in South Dakota. How you guys doing? Um, I like to report good news, but there is no good news to report. There's no bad news to report either. And I think that's the best kind of news. Everybody's like, oh, is there only good news? What's going on? What's that? Hey, how's it going? Are you doing all right? Are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Anything good? No. Are you all right? No, I'm fine. If nothing bad happens, I'm good. Nothing bad happens. We're all okay. And that's all you can hope for. It's like one of those stretches where nothing bad happens. <laughs> you look back and like, I oh, remember that year or two where nothing bad happened. And then uh, reality decides to save up a massive dump and take a shit on you. We have a lot of material to go through. Um, there has been many things happening on the news, many things happening on the interwebs, and as you guys all know, I'm trying to remove myself from the interwebs. I'm trying to not care about the social medias and the news and all that. Um, and in part because the the news, you got to realize that a lot of the news is fake. It's fabricated. It is fake news uh, on the right and the left. They're um, Fox News, I caught them doing this several times. I mean, CNN and ABC, I mean, you leftists are... I don't know how many times I got you guys caught with your pants down. Uh, but I have caught uh, Fox News and the conservative media with their pants down as well. And I've learned that selling hatred in one another 
lying, and that's what the news media do, the lying, the news media, they lie to everybody. So you get upset, and that you forward it, and you can't, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then I say, well, what element of truth is there? In other words, I don't think the leftists, now Antifa does want to kill you. Antifa is fascist. You want to talk about an ultimate hypocrisy in a name. Anti-fascists, they're, they're fascists unto themselves, and they cowardly hide behind the, the name. Um, you take those guys out of it. Not everybody in the world is out there to get white males who are straight. Not everybody wants to get... The vast majority of Democrats, I mean, I know this may shock a lot of you, don't want to kill you. Some do. Some do. Fortunately, some of them also want to be in positions of power like Hillary Clinton, but... The vast majority of your rank and file Democrats are your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man next door. And for you Democrats and leftists out there, the vast majority of your conservative Republican libertarian people don't want to take away your rights to abortion or pot or whatever, and they're perfectly fine if you want to suck dick if you're a guy, uh, as long as you don't force it down our kids' throats, metaphorically and literally, uh, in the public schools. I think there's a much larger, grayer area in which we can all get along. But the news media, that just won't do. They need to have constant confrontation. They need to have constant um, crisis, uh, drama, and all that, because that's what gets the clicks. And so um, I try to ignore it as much as possible. But then, then there are articles that even if half true... Um, they kind of make their way because they speak so clearly to the reality of things going on. And this is one such example. Father of a hud da hud da hud da hud ADHD. Attention Deficit High Dysfunctionality Disorder, or the ADHD. Aaron Dam Hua Dam. That's why I like to think ADHD. Father of ADHD admitted in final interview that disease was fictitious. So... We um, take this quote out of context, but I'm going to read it, and we're going to digest it, because that's the selling point of the article. Father of a hud da hud da hud admits the disease was fictitious. Did he really now? Did he? I, I, that's, that's where we got to worry about the fake news. But there is an element of truth to this. Because as I've said with the vast majority of mental disorders, real or not, the vast majority of white people, and that's who you assholes are, you're white people, use it as an excuse so that you can be a victim, so that you can be disadvantaged, so you can collect some government bennies. Um, Mental disorders are purely the domain of white people. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the fakers. I know some of you actually have maybe bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or anxiety disorder, but the vast majority of you people out there who claim to have the ahead, the ahead, the ahead, the heads, and that's why I mock it so much, because you don't. <clears throat> You're just weak people. You're weak people. You're like the amazing atheist. You're an inferior, weak person um, who claims to have a mental disorder so that you can go ahead and, uh, I don't know, what, jerk off, feel good about yourself, excuse your lazy-ass behavior? I, I, it's just so sad and pathetic. All right. ADHD is a prime example of a fictitious disease. That's in quotes. That's the headline. These were the words of Leon Eisenberg, the attention, uh, the scientific father of ADHD, in his last interview before death. Leon Eisenberg made a luxurious living off of his fictitious disease thanks to pharmaceutical sales. Coincidentally, say that right off the bat. I don't. Did he? Did he have a Did he have a sales arrangement with pharmaceutical companies? Who's writing this? Bradley Dean. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm not saying, but I I just wonder. Did he actually make uh, millions of dollars? Coincidentally, he received the Ruan Prize for Child and Adolescent Psychology Research. He had been a leader of child psychology for more than 40 years through his work in pharmacological trials, research, teaching, and social policy, and for his theories of autism and social medicine, according to Psychiatric News. Yes, it was even admitted that 
they are his theories. The medical industry is using the guise of helping children to depersonalize and disconnect from disconnect our children from a healthy, abnormal upbringing. Parents are placing their children on these drugs and subjecting them to what the world has to offer when, in fact, all these children are looking for is their parents in hopes of being the blessing that God intended them to be. So it, it, I know it sounds like a religious person, obviously a religious person. There is a bit of a bias here, but I'm going to go off on a, on a branch here and say that, yeah, this person is 100% right. The vast majority of parents today do not love their children. The vast majority of parents today simply want to outsource the upbringing of the children. You view, your, you view your children as things. You view them as items. You view them as pieces of furniture. They are things for you to have. I've never seen it more painfully displayed than Gen X parents. I, I, I just, I'm appalled at my generation and how they fail to raise their children. And it's very apparent to me that they Beat the baby boomers. I know we all hate the baby boomers, but um, when I look at uh, how Gen X has raised their kids, um, you guys just really don't... You, you really gave no shit about your kids. None. And it does not surprise me that the majority of you, oh, are... My child has the autisms. My child has the ADHDs. My child has the attention deficit disorders or the or the social anxieties. Like, no, child didn't have a father that spanked his ass. That's what it is. That's really what it is. There's not there's not a complex thing. We don't have to major in psychology. We don't have to have doctorates. We don't need pharmacology. What we need is fathers to come in and beat their fucking children. Now, I don't mean that in a child abuse sense. I mean that in a spanking sense. I know you Stefan Molyneux types are like, oh, I'm anti-spanking. I'm like, yeah, okay. If you had an IQ kid that was, you know, 120 IQ or above, I could see where you could get away with not spanking. But for the vast majority of people uh, who are not IQs of 120 or above, you need to spank your kids. And so uh, I'm going to side with the person writing this article, even though I think they are biased. Because it's Occam's razor, it makes the most sense. In the United States, one out of ten boys among ten years old takes medication for a head to head to head to head on a daily basis with increasing tendency. With the help of teen screen surveys in public schools, they are attempting to set up the student for the fall. American psychologist Lisa Cosgrove and others reveal the fact in their study financial ties between DSM four panel members in the pharmaceutical industry. They found that of the 170 DSM panel members, 95, 56%, had one or more financial associations with companies in the pharmaceutical industry. 100% of the members of the panels on mood disorders and schizophrenia and other psychotic disorders had financial ties to drug companies. That doesn't mean anything, but um, that is a fact that people should look at. And I do not put it beneath Gen X or baby boomer psychologists who are the world. I think psychology is a huge fraud. I think uh, asshole consulting does more to help out people because we speak the truth. Every once in a while I'll run into a genuine psychotic person. I'm like, yeah, dude, you got to go talk to a real psychologist. And then the problem I have with that is like, well, who's the genuine psychologist? Miss Tina from Edina? I just like, I like to help and work with children. I just want to help and work with children. And that's the problem with psychology. Like, you give me the old, I always tell uh, young men, old men, men in general who come to asshole consultants, I need to talk to a therapist. I'm like, go find a guy. And not only do you find a guy, you find a guy who is in war. You find an old man who's pissed off and bitter. You find that guy because he lived in the real world. The vast majority of psychological professionals are bullshit. They're frauds. They're fakes. If if you can be, if you come from such a background, such a rich, pampered background, that you can afford to major in psychology at the age of eighteen and think that you are smart enough to go tell, like you actually think it's a science. Fuck you. Fuck you. 
This is why you don't want a female psychologist. There could be. There could be many female psychologists who, you know, worked in war or did something hard and tough. It's like, no. You want a male psychologist and you want a guy who preferably went through hell. You want a veteran. You want a, a a war hero, not even a war hero. You just want some guy. You want some guy who like pursued psychology as a hobby, as a passion. Somebody who charitably wants to help out other people with their psychology. If you go into the standard pool of psychologists, you have to understand where they came from. These are people who just happen to be. 10, 20, 30 years older than they were their 18-year-old selves when they thought, I'm going to major in psychology because I love the people. I want to help the people, the children. I don't want to work hard. And I think I'm so intelligent and smart living in my pampered, swipple, white, suburbanite princess background. I think that I should be able to tell people who went to war and suffered divorce and lost true love and had death and dismemberment. I I think I'm so smart and educated because I'm a prissy little white suburbanite girl and I want to major in psychology because I want to help the children. And so, with that selection bias, you can understand why I have absolutely no faith, no faith, in the psychology industry. So I am, I am aligning with the person who wrote this article. They seem to be a little bit more religious than I am. I'm for abortion. You guys should get abortions as many times because if you can't raise that kid, you, you kill it. It's more merciful. And that's where I separate myself from most of the traditional Republicans. But um, it does not shock me. There is some validity to this relationship that the majority of people, only 56, the majority of people who are on the DSM panel happen to have a financial tie to pharmaceutical companies. And they are reaping major benefits off of this fictitious disease. For example, the assistant director of the pediatric pharma psychopharmacology unit at Massachusetts General Hospital, an associate professor of psychology at Harvard Medical School, received $1 million in earnings during, from drug companies between 2000 and 2007. Well, okay, what does that mean? Did he consult them? Did he work for them? This is where I'm just as equally cynical about the people writing this. I know there's an angle here, but what, what did that person spend a lot of time that's uh that's seven years of his life or her life um maybe he earned it maybe he did some hard work there maybe he did some research mark andre ganning and joel Lexchin, a long-time researcher of pharmaceutical promotion performed a study which shows that the u.s pharmaceutical industry spent 24.4 percent of sales dollars on promotion Versus 13.4% on research and development in 2004. Okay, why 2004? I'm just trying to point out the questions I have. You don't have to sell me on the fact that pharmaceutical companies uh, and uh, psychologists, the psychology industry, is totally screwing everybody over. All claiming they have disease and disorders and, and oh, you can forgive yourself and all this other stuff. You, you don't have to sell me on it. But you, you don't have to, like, cherry-pick the data here. Why 2004? This is almost twice as much money on pushing their drugs on the people than research to make sure it's safe. This raises the following questions. Are they safe? Read the antidepressant black warning box for yourselves and you'll be alarmed by the side effects listed on the inserts. Confusion, depersonalization, hostility, hallucinations, manic reactions, suicidal ideation... Loss of consciousness, delusions, feeling drunk, alcohol abuse, homicidal ideation. Why would any parent subject their children to drugs with such dangerous side effects? Dr. Edward Hamlin, a founding member of the Royal College of General Practitioners in 1998, stated ADHD is a fraud intended to justify starting children on a life of drug addiction. The attention deficit lies in the responsibility of the parents, not the child. I completely agree there. Scripture tells us that parent is to train up a child in the way he should go. 
And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 2, 22, uh, verse 6. Not the other way around. Uh, Bradley Dean is an ordained Christian preacher, radio show host for the number one show on Genesis Communications. From 2 to 3 p.m., Central Standard, the Sons of Liberty is a National Tea Party favorite. Ba-de-ba, ba-de-ba, boo-de-boo. Uh, you gotta, you gotta uh, forgive me there, uh, preacher, if I, if I don't 100% believe you, but, uh, I do believe that this was made up. It, it's gotta be. I mean, it's like global warming. You look at global warming, it's like, what's more statistically likely? It's this made-up fucking political agenda so that everyone can feel good about themselves and then they claim to be for it and they get money off of it, especially if you happen to be in the uh, the industry. Or is it an actual genuine thing and we really got to worry about it even though, uh, historically speaking, uh, there has been no global warming and every prediction has failed. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I understand. I understand. I just... Uh... What else we got? Daily Telegraph. Let's see if this is... Let's open this up. Do I want to read this? This It's the Daily Telegraph. It's a British tabloid. Again, you can assume it's not 100% true. Woman denied job with Air New Zealand over Tinkerbell Tattoo. Well, see, this is confirmable. This is 100%. I, I believe this happened. A woman's hopes of working for Air New Zealand have been dashed over a tattoo of Tinkerbell on her back. Too bad for you. Lindley Baker, 46, of Tarung, Tar- Taranga, said she applied for a customer service role in Air New Zealand at Taranga City Airport and all seemed to be going well until she was told her application could not proceed because of the tattoo. Yeah, I know. Those private companies and the private owners making decisions for themselves. How dare people make judges and choices? Imagine that. I I know you millennials. Now, here's the problem. She's older than me. And you look at the picture. She's hideous. She's just a, a gross, disgusting-looking woman. Yeah, she's fat. I, you, hey, how many of you left to say, free choice, free speech... But uh, unlimited uh, consequences. You know how you say, like, <clears throat> you you have the right to, you have the free speech, but if you get doxxed, it's too bad. Oh, well, I guess, you know, people don't like seeing tatted up whores. We don't like seeing ugly shit. Look, we got to look at enough ugly shit. We got to look at fat people. We got to look at uh, horrible architecture. We got to look at fat people in general, both male and female. We don't want to see tatted up horse we just don't tattoos are ugly and I know I know you millennials and gen xers have nothing else going on you would like to stand out be unique and special Uh, and your only way to do that is to get a tattoo because why would you work hard and actually achieve something of uniqueness or value or specialty or you're just going to get your, your uh, tattoo. And then you're upset when us normal people who don't like ugly, we don't like filth, we don't like inferiority, we're like, no, I don't want to see your tattoo. I don't. I don't walk around with my dick hanging out of my zipper. Uh, some women don't walk around with their tits hanging out of a sling. And maybe you people with tattoos should just not have them. And if you do have them, that's fine. You have every right. But unlimited free speech, unlimited responsibility. Oh, my goodness. And wow, imagine that. If you got to serve people in public, we don't want to see your fucking ugly tattoo. We could read through it a little bit more, but I have a feeling I know where this article is going to go. Miss Baker got the tattoo, which sits between her shoulder blade six years ago according during a midlife crisis, of course. She told stuff.co.nz she was confused by the response as New Air New Zealand had a range of female uniform options that would have covered the tattoo. Yeah, well, maybe you're also fat. Did that ever dawn on you? 
I'm being deadly serious. Did it occur to you you're physically unappealing and that's why they deny? I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm not saying it's legal or not. But did it dawn on you in the real world that you're fat and hideous? And I understand this is a British tabloid, so we're probably only getting half of it. But if, if these are the basic things, she's she is a fat, ugly woman. She has a very large tattoo on her back. I see it right here. I just... The tattoo thing, because half the millennials have them now. And you guys seem to think that's like some kind of achievement. You guys think that's some kind of like... No, that's some kind of like uh, accomplishment. That's a that's a chevron on your on your sleeve. It's like no, you're just so common. But she was told by the airline's policy against visual body art was based on the airline's ironic koru uniform. I am disgusted. Oh, she's disgusted now. She's upset. It's one thing if you're a hot daddy's little princess from the suburbs. It's another thing if you're a fat land whale and you think you're entitled. I am disgusted that they are allowed to get away with this type of discrimination where there is clearly an option in the uniform range that would hide my tattoo, Miss Baker told Stuff.co.new Zealand. Miss Baker, who currently works as a travel broker, said the Koru uniform would have left her tattoo exposed by just one centimeter and it could have been covered up with concealer. I'm just so angry because it's not like it's on my face. It's between my shoulder blades. Well, you, you, that's what happens. People have the right not to associate with you. I know you communist, Marxist, leftist, inferiors, and that's what you are. You are inferior people. You want the superior people to be forced to hang out with you and give you attention. We don't want to. Every guy, Icelandic air, Icelandic air. Every guy wants to fly Icelandic air. You want to know why? Because they have beauty standards. That's the last airline where you can actually have beauty standards. And not just for the women, the men too. The pilots, holy shit. If I had to get my gay on, I'm going to go fucking Icelandic airland, uh, air uh, uh, a pilot. But you Westerners, you, you, you just have this, and that's the problem. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from this culture. Thank God I grew up poor. Thank God I grew up in, in lower class, because at least I'm more in contact with reality. You fucking nutwits. You fucking delusional, entitled assholes. Thinking you're entitled to have jobs with your fucking marred skin when you're handicapped when you're when you're when you're uh uh what's the word it's look I'm looking for um physical bot, mutilated you're mutilated and that's what you are you are mutilated don't say it's your choice that da 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 yes it is you're also mutilated nobody likes mutilated bodies nobody For a national company, that's pretty crap that they can just rule people out or something like that. Air New Zealand's website clearly stated tattoos are not allowed to be seen when staff wore the Koru uniforms. In a statement, the spokeswoman for New Zealand's national carrier reiterated the policy saying uninformed consumer-facing staff are not uniformed. I'm sorry, uniformed consumer-facing staff are not permitted to have tattoos visible wearing the uniform. In New Zealand, as in Australia, there is no law that stops employers from dismissing job applicants over tattoos or banning tattoos from the workplace. The exception is tattoos or religious or cultural significance, in which case the company's policy would be considered racial discrimination. Okay, I can see that. And you know what? Let's own up to it. Let's own up to this one. Uh, Whitey McWhitewhite ain't got no fucking historic uh, reasoning for it. If you cross the equator back in the day, that's when you got a tattoo if you were white. Uh, there is some cause. Well, okay, the Vikings had it too, I guess. We could we could go with that too. Um, but Little Miss Prissy Landwell, uh, no, you, ha- you have no cultural, no cultural reasoning. None. None whatsoever. I know it's the Daily Telegraph. This one. There's a lot of articles. A lot of articles. It's from the New York Times. Uh, T.J. Martinell of T.J. Martinell fame. T.J. Martinell. Spelled the way it sounds. 
com. He had some good podcasts. He had some good podcasts um, past couple times. Um, very interesting. Tune into him. New York Times rebranding motherhood, and I don't want to read this um, because it's written by a Diksha Basu. Um, so she's already a New York Times writer. That's biased. She's female. That's biased. Um, I think she's a minority, which not necessarily is biased, but there is a, a an unhelpable bias because you come from a different culture. And I'm going to assume that she's from East India, and uh, the East Indian women are starting to get really lippy with the feminism. Which, by all means, ladies, you go ahead. You knock, You you get that feminism. You go. I, I can't wait for you to have as much feminism as you possibly can because as far as I can tell, those uh, East Indian guys are busting their asses off and majoring in engineering and computer programming and bringing home the bacon. But you, 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 you girls go. Maybe more of us would have children if it weren't seen as such an exercise in sacrifice. If you weren't told that we were going to lose every bit of self we had finally grown to love. How do you love yourself? I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. What is it that you love yourself? I, I find myself incredibly boring, actually. Um, if you think about it, who, who else is more boring than yourself? You know who, you know intricately more than anybody else who you are. Wouldn't you rather go and experience other people and talk to them and introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on? Hey, tell me about yourself. I don't need to hear about myself no more. But I, I guess uh, I guess the feminist matrix is like completely convinced you girls that you should fall in love with yourself. Four weeks after I gave birth, my debut novel, The Windfall. <laughs> Hang on, let's look this up. Hang on. Hang on, The Windfall. Let's look this up. I always love getting a kick out of people who work in the industry and they still don't have as great as book sales as I do. <clears throat> Reviews, 267. Oh, that's good reads. It has a lot of reviews. Okay, on Amazon, it has 115 reviews. When did it come out? A year ago. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. For self-published. It's sad that you are connected within the industry and you don't have um, more. Heartfelt comedy of manners. Diksha's Basu's debut novel unfolds the story of a family discovering what it means to Make it in modern India. Of course, you got to write about yourself. Of course. Because all you know is you. You're very you-centric. You don't think of other people. See, the, the, the one thing I want to write is a comic book about a ex-black military specialist who's financially successful. Um... It, it it does have influence by me. There's obviously some insights that I would contribute to this podcast. I'm sorry, to that uh, comic book. But it's not me. Uh, but apparently, as with every New York woman who's going to write, it's going to be about you. For the past 30 years, Mr. and Mrs. Shaw lives have been defined by cramped spaces, cut corners, gossipy neighbors, and the small dramas of stolen yoga pants and stale marriages. They thought they'd settle comfortably into their golden years. Please, I don't give a shit. I just don't give a shit. <clears throat> I just don't give a shit. Don't care. Don't care. You do know we haven't mentioned a father yet in this article, right? We, we haven't mentioned a father yet in this article. The process of bringing a book into the world felt parallel to childbirth. It was difficult. I had sleepless nights. It was long, but most of all, it was wonderful. Everyone celebrated my novel, and nobody talked to me about the years of difficulty. Years! Years! Dude, What? how long does it take you to write a book? No writers emailed me warnings about the future. There's no consequences to writing a book. There's no drawbacks. The only thing is that you might lose your time. That's it. The book might not sell. That's it. That's all there is. There's no there's no drama. 
There's no, there's no consequence. It's like, oh, people don't like your book. Well, too freaking bad. You already wrote your book. As I launched my book and held my baby, I was nervous about how I would manage to write my next book. A quiet anger was brewing inside me. I was worried because I had chosen motherhood and everyone was telling me how difficult it was. In the weeks that followed, my friends who were, who the fuck reads this? This is in part why I chose this article. It's like, how self-absorbed are you writers? You journalists, you're all about yourselves. This is painful. This is why I highlight it to show people just what fucking idiots you are. As I launched my book and held my baby and I jerked off myself and looked myself in my mirror, I said, my goodness, how great am I? She didn't say that. A quiet anger was brewing inside me. I was worried because I had chosen motherhood and everyone was telling me how difficult it was. In the weeks that followed, my friends who were new mothers and I replayed these warnings over coffee. I came home freshly riled. I took solace in the anger because it officially declared me a mother. It allowed me to participate or partake in the general narrative surrounding new motherhood. This was how I was supposed to feel. I had been warned. It peaked on Mother's Day as I watched friends posting pictures of their mothers, usually ones in which the poster looks best, with the unusual expressions of gratitude for the sacrifices, their bravery, and their selflessness. Now, you guys, if you girls send your kids off to daycare, you're, you're not a mother. Why was motherhood such a sacrifice when I was doing what I wanted? Why was the popular narrative all about the misery? I don't know. Do I want to read the full article? Motherhood, parenting, parenthood is a choice, like getting married, writing a book, or choosing one city to call home. And like all those choices. This is so middle school logical bullshit. I'm not reading the rest of it because it's filth. It's crap. I do want to see. Hang on. I want to see who this woman is. Diksha Bashu. Diksha Bashu. I want to see if there's a father involved. Diksha Basu. Husband. That's the next. That's the next search. Uh, yeah. Holding their daughter. Okay, she is married. There's a guy. All right, good for her. I'm happy. Very happy. Good to see that the kid's got a, a father. It just would have... Addiction, author of The Windfall. Eight great questions. Ugh, what is that life like? What's it like to live this fake life where you're like all so popular and your friends all vote for your... See, the reviews, she has like 150 reviews on her book, which is very good for self-published. She's not self-published. She had publishers and an entire industry behind her. But what's that like? I mean, like, the husband's actually got to make the money. You live in New York, and you you obsess about things like, should I be a mother? Well, why'd you have the fucking kid? I don't want that life. I don't want to live in that life where you're the the New York, you know, uh, sex in the city type, and then you uh, you have a kid, and then, like, you... you, you Shouldn't you, like, hey, I got a kid, I'm going to spend all the time in the world with it. And you obsess at such an 8th grade level of narcissism, like, oh, I didn't know what to do, 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 do. Oh, shut the fuck up, lady. You got a husband. You got a kid. That's more important than your career, but, you know, I, you know, Dusha, she's been sold. She's been sold the uh, the indoctrination. She's been sold that uh, the, the career is more important than the kids. TJ sent it to me. I'm sorry, TJ. I couldn't read the rest of that article. I just... It's such lowbrow slop. It's just not my IQ. Women obsessing about, what does it mean to have a child? And I have such important stuff going on in my life. And I'm a writer who lives off of my husband. My father gave me a dowry. And da 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 Just fucking Christ. You don't have to get your vengeance upon these people. Guarantee you she's a leftist. Guarantee you she's a leftist. Aaron, maybe she's a good... No, she's not. 
Why do you wish bad about Because she's a leftist. She's voting to enslave me more and make me expend more of my time and my life paying for other people to parasite off of me. That's what she is. But what is that like? What's it like? Your debut novel and you write about your own vagina <clears throat> and your family. and it, it, it. I'm sorry, if I'm going to write fiction, it's not going to be about me. I'm already completely bored with me. I'm going to write something that would, might be influenced by me. There may be some insights by me. Obviously, you're the author. You cannot help it. But I am not going to write about me. But her book will go with the thousands of other unnotable books by women in New York who wrote about themselves and the way of the feelings and the stuff and the vagina excrement. Vagina Juice, written by Gasha, Gasha, Gasha. She walked down the road and her vagina was wet and she said, Should I capture it in a bottle? And she thought, I shall start Vagina Juice. It would be liquid, but not terribly pure water. There would have some gel-like consistency. Vagina juice was thus, thus born. <laughs> oh, It is the exact same. I, I think you girls, I know I'm, I'm hard on the girls, but I think the girls are probably just as equally tired of dude bro guys cheering on the sports ball guys at the, at the sports stadium. I think the uh I think the ladies are just and and legitimately I think you girls have every right to be just just as tired as as we men are of vagina juice. Uh I think you girls are also probably equally tired of dude bro sports ball. Let me put my hat on backwards. I think that's that's but um I don't know. I just both are equally stupid. Like these books you girls write, they don't go in, they don't solve nothing. You know, they don't advance society. And then you could play a zillion games. LeBron James ain't ever going to cure cancer. Ain't going to solve childhood poverty. I guess, I guess you girls have every right, every right to slam us boys on our equal stupidity. I just would like the stupidity on both ends to end. I would like it where um, we never had a book written by Dusha Buka about what's it like being a woman in the East Indian company you know, fan we don't we don't need it we don't need it our times are bit just as I'd like to not ever see a Super Bowl ever again I don't want to see the World Series ever again I don't care who won the World Series in 1978 I couldn't tell you who was in the World Series in 1978 but you you inferiors both of the male and female persuasion probably know if you know who was in the World Series in 1978, and it's because you are a sports ball freak, not because you happen to be in 1978 and your team was in there. I understand because I remember the Milwaukee Brewers. I think they made a run in 1982 um, at the World Series. We, we played against the Atlanta Braves, and we lost because of a bullshit call, which is frankly, honestly, why I stopped watching uh, sports. Um. But if if you actually know, like, oh yeah, this guy and that guy, and Larry Bird, da, 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 and you know Larry Bird was basketball. If you actually know who was there, because like that's how much of a sports ball freak you were, you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser, unless you can. You're actually an ex professional baseball player, like that was your profession. Then it's like, okay, cool, you're you're actually a pro. But if you're the you're the standard, we've gone over it before. Beer swilling. Wings horking, dude, bro. Houston Astros. All right. See what else we got. All right, we're back for the second segment of the Clary Podcast with our sponsors, which I'm doing more sponsoring on the blog because I sent them more traffic this way. Uh, But AlaskaChaga.us. Do you like tea? Do you like mushrooms? We'll get some mushroom tea by going to Alaska Chaga. Spelled C H A G A. It's a type of mushroom, and that's what they're doing. Um, I guess it's better for you than coffee. It has two thirds the amount of caffeine that coffee does, and whatever drawbacks coffee has. But people are starting to uh, have mushroom coffee. Sounds a little bit weird, but check them out. What is it? What is it? Does it cost you? Oh, okay, it costs you whatever the Alaska Chaga mushrooms and and brewing uh, costs. But go to alaskachaga.us. 
Uh, let them know that the captain sent you. And we got that. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Uh, if you want to go and get yourself some pretty cool coffee mugs or shirts or something that has uh, very clever, very intelligent economic and philosophical points made on it, like charts, graphs, data. My favorite being the coffee mug with the green Starbucks smock saying liberal arts. And that's, that's the uniform you wear. And that has like cop, physicist, engineer, programmer. And then there's, there's the liberal arts major with the green smock. Um, Bozeman's.com. Are you guys looking for shoes? If you're a guy looking for shoes, go to Bozeman's.com. Spelled B-O-S-E-B-O-S-E-M-A-N-S. Bozeman's.com. Um, I think he's done with his sale there, but check that out uh, if you want to buy some shoes and support another one of Campy's sponsors. Uh, let's go through the rest of it here. AcademicComposition.com, you guys know uh, Alex and his crackpot team of staff. He's uh, firing up the hiring machine before the next academic year starts. So why don't you go to AcademicComposition.com, email Alex, tell him the captain sent you, whether you're looking to be an employee, where you're going to write papers for people, or you're going to do marketing uh, for AcademicComposition.com on Craigslist and other things. Both jobs are very boring. Do not expect it to be exciting work because writing Marx's papers is never exciting work. But you can um, you can work from home. And uh, you can work from a beach. You can work from wherever you want. Ugh. By going to academiccomposition.com and either be a client or a worker or both, as several of my friends have been. Orionscoldfire.com. Check that out if you're looking for some uh, good old conservative libertarian thought and writing, but also some photography. He's got some really great... Uh, Photos that he's taken of the American West. He has been to uh, pretty much all the same national parks I've been to. And um, if you post them up there, I'm like, oh, hey, I know where that is. So if you want to take a break from politics, go to Orion's Cold Fire and click on the photography. Uh, we have my Amazon affiliate program. If you guys would be kind enough to do all my Amazon or all your Amazon affiliate shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the Amazon banner. It's to the right and down a little bit. It is there. And, um, yeah, just do all your shopping. And just to get into the good habit of doing that first, because if you go straight to amazon.com, nobody makes a commission. And if you use your phone, oh, oh, a pox upon you and your family. You should never use your phone. There's no way you could do the Amazon affiliate program using your phone. Through. I know you got the app. I know it's very easy. But if you love the captain, you'll go through his Amazon affiliate program. Or if you don't like the captain, you'd like to help somebody else out. Uh, everybody, Tom Likas has an Amazon affiliate program. Pretty much everyone you know, the Beckloff, all these guys have Amazon affiliate. Pro- I think even Terrence Pop has an Amazon affiliate program. Uh, xyz.net.au that's uh, the Australian flagship red pill site for Australia check out those Aussies down below uh, then we have my books Reconnaissance Man, The Black Man's Got Out of Poverty Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ Poor's Richard's Retirement you can review them online give them a star rating, write a review I'd appreciate that very much if you've already read those books if you have not read those books and one of them seem, seem appealing to you please go buy it they're all available in paperback, Kindle, and audio, except for The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That is not in audio form. There's also the best of my blog, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve. That's where I've just taken my best blog postings and condensed them into a backup book in case the bloggers and the YouTubes and the Googles decide that we don't like what you write and you don't have the freedom of speech. And so I, I got to back one up. I'm way overdue for backing one up. Um, we got three, four years worth of material I've written. I gotta back those up. It's gonna be, but you can check those out online as well. Captain Capitalism, uh, Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserve. That is the best of my writing. We have other authors: Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. You can go to Adam Piggott. I'm sorry, PushingRubberDownhill.com, where you can uh, read his site, tune into his podcast, and then also buy his books: Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. There is Asshole Consulting. You guys all know that. In case you need someone loud, angry, and pissed off, and older brotherish to give you the swift kick in the ass you so desperately need and deserve, and you will pay for it. Go to assholeconsulting.com where you could drop $25 for an email, $35 for a video. That's on average. Sometimes it's more expensive. Sometimes it's cheaper. Depends on how long you write and blather on for. 
But it's worth dropping $25 or $35 to get the old captain's take on your situation. I, uh, we had a guy who knocked up his psycho ex. It's like, well, I can't help that. It's too late now. But had he contacted me and said, Aaron, should I have stuck my dick in crazy? I would have said, no. No, you should not have. And that would have been totally worth the $35 because he wouldn't have a kid on the way. Uh, we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including, everyone including, 405media.com, financialsurvivalnetwork.com, Canto Talk with Silvio Canto, O'Shea Jackson, you can find him on YouTube, Economic Invisibility, also YouTube, jimfear138.blogspot.com, tjmartinell.com, smallscalelife.com, world-class bullshitters, entrepreneurs in cars, also on YouTube, as well as world-class bullshitters, and the Michael Kingswood podcast by going to podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. And then finally, but not least, is the safety doc, where we go safetyphd.com. You can visit Dr. David Perodin uh, and tune in to his show there. Um, we got my uh, gold buying guy. Call up Mike, 763-657-7843. That's 763 763- Six five seven seven eight four three. If you are looking for gold and precious metals, famine. Hello, Aaron. This is a good one. Hello, Aaron. I would like to be to first and foremost thank you for all the content that you release with your videos, books, etc. If you helped me a lot in my life, I'd like to share with you my success story. And if you want to share with the fellow community asshole community, you can. I'm emailing now because I just got offered a job after years of hard work. I got my undergrad in biology pre-physician assistant from a local university. I graduated debt-free with some scholarships I was able to pay for PA school, physical assistant school, and also graduate debt-free. I just now got offered a job for $102,000 at a hospital. That is awesome. I'm working only 36 hours a week with weekends off, three 12-hour shifts, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday shifts. So I will always have a three-day weekend. Shift is from 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. This is a dream schedule of mine. I am fortunate enough to obtain it. I can work overtime if need be. Anyway, I just wanted to motivate other listeners to kick ass and take names. Work your ass off and enjoy what comes next. Only easier from here. I'm so glad I'm not a doctor working 80 hours a week or a nurse doing randomized shift work. A physician's assistant in his amazing career and is by far the best medical profession. I'm 27, almost 28 years old. I took a gap year after high school to work and travel. Started university at 19, finished undergrad at 23. Started physician assistant school at 24 and a half because I took another gap year to work in hospitals and did some more traveling. Well, at least you did your research. Thank you, Aaron, for all your motivation. If it wasn't for you, I would have pursued some worthless degree. And that comes from Angel. Well, thank you very much, Angel. That is awesome. That obviously goes into the box of mementos. What the hell are my tenants doing? Always making noise. Uh, and that's it for the Clear Podcast. Uh, tune in this upcoming Tuesday for the Older Brother Podcast. Next week, I should have the Super Chats available on this YouTube channel. So both YouTube channels will have the Super Chats available. And you guys can donate money that way as well. Always ways to give old Captain the money. Uh, but the best way is to share that would be what you have. So if you want to say someone says, oh, I was I wanted to listen to a new podcast. Hey, you should go to the Clary podcast. Oh, I'm looking for a book to buy. Hey, you should go buy Bachelor Pad Economics. Um, and that's all good. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.